Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome to episode 169 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. And Nate. And that's it. Nobody and else. And that's it. <laughs> Just kidding. We're actually really excited because we have a guest about to join us in a second. For the past few months, I've been part of this really cool project called the Swift Fan Book. And basically what that is, is Simon & Schuster, the publishing company, is putting together a book to celebrate the first 10 years of Taylor's career. And heading up the project is a fan just like us. So we're very excited to be talking to him now. And please welcome Tyler Conroy. Hello, everybody. Tyler. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> this is so exciting. Well, thanks for coming on the show. This is so exciting. I've been listening to the SwiftCast like, I love you guys. Like, I'm so honored right now. <laughs> <laughs> we have mutual fans because we love uh, your YouTube channel as well. Oh, thank you so much. So start from the beginning of when you found out you were selected with this book, what that was like. I was at work, and I got an email, and I just turned around in my chair. I didn't even read the whole email. I turned around in my chair, and I just started sobbing, and my coworker <laughs> ran over to me, and she was like, what is the matter? And I was like, something just happened, but I can't tell you, because in the email, they were like, you cannot tell anybody. And I remember I had to just like run to a closet and like lock myself in there at work um, and call Simon and & Schuster, and I had to confirm it, that I want it. And I, so I couldn't tell anybody for like a week, but I secretly told my mom and dad, sorry, Simon & Schuster, but I did tell people. Um, Whoops. And <laughs> it, it was just very surreal, because I... You know, I didn't really think I stood a chance. I watched every single video that people entered multiple times being like, oh, that person deserves it. Oh, my God, no, that person deserves it. Wait, no, that person would be perfect. Um, so when I was selected, it was just – it was such an honor. I felt like my 10 years of being a Taylor Swift fan and all the money I've spent on concerts and memorabilia and waiting outside venues to meet her or <laughs> staying up late to learn all her songs of guitar, I just felt like everything in that moment was worth every hour I'd ever spent dedicating my life to Taylor Swift. Well, so the backstory, I guess, to this contest was that they announced, I think in December 2015, that they were going to be putting together this book, and they said, we want one fan to name as the honorary author of the book. So it was basically just a big open call for fans of all ages to submit anything they wanted, showing why they're a huge fan and why they would be a great honorary author. Yeah, my friend actually sent me the link to it. I remember I'd seen it come across my Twitter feed, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool, but it's probably something that I would never get. And my friend sent me the link during the last week of the entry form, and she was like, you need to do this. You're going to win it. And I was like, all right, I guess like I'll write a song. Like That usually works well. Every time I've kind of written a song to Taylor, I've gotten to meet her. I actually met her three times because I did something music-related or, or wrote something, and I was like, let me try that again. Like. I'll write a song and I'll send it to Simon and Schuster and we'll see if they like it and they liked it. So <laughs> yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, you can check it out on his YouTube channel. 
right? It's still posted on your YouTube channel. Yeah, it's called Blank Book Cover, and I rewrote Blank Space about Simon & Schuster having a blank book cover and that they should write my name. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part of that video, besides the song, was just that you were surrounded by this avalanche of Taylor merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I literally walked around my house, and I was like, let me grab every single Taylor Swift thing in this house and put it around me in this video. And I actually, there's a picture in the book and I did the same thing except I laid it all down on my living room floor and I laid down in the middle of it all. Um, and that picture is <laughs> in the Swift book of me being surrounded by everything Taylor Swift I own. Oh, that's awesome. So explain more about the concept of the book itself. Sure. So I keep calling the Swift fan book kind of this yearbook to Taylor Swift and I feel like I'm the president of this committee because there's 13 Swift ambassadors and Ashley I know you're one of those which is so exciting and all those ambassadors are in the book so essentially it's a collection of the history of Taylor Swift there's stories written by fans there's stories written by people from Rolling Stones people from Vanity Fair um, there's an entire section called the Tao of Tay and it's all of our favorite quotes that Taylor's ever said. There's Taylor Swift themed coloring pages. There's fan art in it. Um, there's a bit of a, a book, a fan fiction about Starbucks lovers, about Taylor being a detective. Um, and, and that's in there. So how I've been describing the book to people is it's kind of everything that you've ever probably read or seen, like the highlights of Taylor throughout the last 10 years and all those magazines you have or screenshots you have saved in your phone or clippings you have hung up on your walls or pictures that you cut out of magazines or took of her on tour um, or posted on Instagram. It's kind of all of that in this this one book that you'll get to just have forever and cherish. And, and really for people who have been there since Tim McGraw or even people who just, you know, came recently on with Speak Now Red or 1989, it, it's just a really nice collection and way to just honor everything that she's accomplished in the last 10 years of her life. And the title, Taylor Swift, colon, This Is Our Song, was created by a fan through the contest also. Yeah, so what I love about this book is that there's so many fans involved. You know, I was selected as the honorary author, and I get to be kind of the face and voice behind the project. But there's so many amazing, amazing people involved. There's 13 fan ambassadors. Um, someone designed the cover. Someone picked the title. And the age range in ambassadors is so cool, and it just really shows – you know, when Taylor came into people's lives at different times and how people reacted and what was that moment that got them hooked on Taylor or what was that moment that made them realize that they wanted to kind of be a part of this fandom. And I, I think it's so cool to hear all those different stories because we all have our stories and we all have that moment when Taylor touched us the most. And it's really cool to just see it in this collection and have all these Swifties be a part of it. Yeah, it was so exciting just over the past several months to see from my side of things, just how the book was coming along from just having a title to seeing the jacket to getting to actually submit some of my own experiences with Taylor for a page. And I can't wait to see what all the other fans have in there as well. Oh, it's so cool. And and I've seen some of the book. I haven't seen the book as a complete whole book yet but I've seen different pieces of it like I saw my introduction and I saw the full sleeve and all the ambassadors photos are on it which is is so cool the fan art is amazing there's these watercolor drawings that are 
beautiful. They're all very 1989 inspired and, and it's just beautiful. And I love that that's kind of in this because I think what's the coolest thing about Taylor is how much she's cared about her fans throughout the last 10 years. And what this book is really good at showing is, is how much those fans have cared that Taylor's cared so much. And I think that's amazing. It truly makes her a one of a kind artist. Yeah, I think that that's what's really exciting about it is that it's not a book put out by Taylor. It's a book put out by a group of people who are just so excited and passionate that they wanted to sort of create this love letter in book form to her. Yeah, and I think it's amazing that Simon & Schuster, the biggest publishing company in the world, wanted to take on a project with probably the craziest fandom in the world. (laughs) Um, And I really don't think they knew what they got themselves into, and I don't think they know what they're getting themselves into when this thing launches on October 25th. But I, I think it's exciting. I think it's so cool that they let fans kind of piece together this book and write different parts of the book and really help create all the content for the book because they wanted to make a book that not only they could show to Taylor and say, hey, Taylor, your last 10 years were amazing. We wanted to make something to honor it. But not only did they want to do that, they wanted to say, but your fans made this for you. We help them. We coach them. We help put it together. But they made this for you. And I think that for a publishing company like Simon & Schuster, that's never heard of. Nobody ever does that. And it's amazing. So tell us more about your involvement in the whole process of creating the book, what that's been like over the past six months or so. It's been a really fun ride. You know, I've met a lot of new Swifties, which I think is the coolest part about this because I love meeting different Taylor Swift fans. So I've just been interacting with so many Taylor Swift fans a lot on Twitter which has been really cool. So they've kind of had me be, like I said, like this yearbook president of this. Um, So I've kind of gotten all the inside scoop. We're doing a lot of the social media promotion and planning. Um, So they really love kind of the video up content I create on a weekly basis um, on my vlog series, Tyvid Tuesday, self-promo hashtag. Um, (laughs) So they kind of wanted to just say to me, you know, Let's have you create the social media promo. You know, you're the honorary author. What do you want to see on social media? What video content do you want to see? So we have a lot of fun videos planned because I didn't just want to promote the book every week. I was like, that's going to get boring if I do eight weeks of just promoting the book. I was like, let's do fun videos. Let's have me and my friend who wrote my Taylor Swift musical do a shower lip sync battle to Taylor Swift songs in my shower (laughs) because everybody sings in the shower anyway. So why not just film it and put it out there? You know, as two Swifties singing in the shower, or why not have me go to Taco Bell and sing my order to a Taylor Swift song? Or, you know, why not have my sit down my dad and have him listen to Taylor Swift songs for the first time because he's not her biggest fan. So I'm going to sit him down and kind of show him (laughs) underrated songs or my favorite songs and make him listen to them and see his reactions and how that goes. Um, So I think it's been really fun. And there's going to be a video of me going to meet them, and you'll be able to see me kind of helping piece this book together, and you'll be able to meet the team at Simon & Schuster in that video. So what I think I've really loved about Simon & Schuster is they've been so open to everything and every idea that I've had or that other Taylor Swift fans have had for this book. And they've, you know, they've said no to some things and we've had conversations about things, but they've been so open and understanding because they want this book to be by the fans and for the fans. And the only people who know how to do that are the fans themselves. So I think that's been the coolest part of this project. 
Okay, so of anything in this book, and I know you said you haven't seen everything, but if you had to pick one part of this book that you thought would sell people on, that uh, you think that um, this could be anyone, this could be either fans of Taylor Swift, this could be non-fans, one thing about this book that you think is the greatest thing or that would sell people on this book, what would that be? Oh, goodness, that's really hard. Um, I really love the book within a book called The Tao of Tay. And it's this collection of quotes from Taylor Swift that the ambassadors picked, that I helped pick, and, and that Simon Schuster helped pick. And I think it just really shows why we love Taylor so much because she just gives us so much positivity and so much hope and so much encouragement and so much caring. And, I mean, that's my favorite part about Taylor is through her song lyrics, through who she is as a person, through who she is as a role model. For the last, you know, 10 years of my life, that's what's pushed me to want to do better and want to be better and want to, you know, make my own dreams come true. So that collection of words that she said, I think is really cool, regardless of if you're a Taylor Swift fan or not, because if you're not a Taylor Swift fan and you read these quotes, you'd be like, wow, these are inspirational. Like, wow, this is amazing. No wonder why people cling to her like a magnet and (laughs) and, and want to have that positivity and energy in their lives like she gives to us. So I think that's my favorite part of the book. And if there was one part or any particular part or page that you would want Taylor to see, what would that be? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously the introduction I wrote in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would really want her to see the pieces that the Swift ambassadors wrote. So within the book, there's 13 pages, um, separate pages throughout, scattered throughout the book that 13 fans kind of shared their favorite facts about Taylor, their favorite story about Taylor, why Taylor inspires them. And I just think it's so cool to hear, like I was talking about, different people when Taylor came into their life at different times or what song affected them or what moment. Like Taylor Compton wrote about how she'll always be the number one enthusiast for the bridge of Out of the Woods. And I was like, that's hilarious. That's amazing. And it's so genuine. Like there's different songs that people just connect with and it's their go-to and it's the song that made them the Taylor Swift fan for the rest of their life. So if there's one part that I'd want Taylor to read, it would be to hear those stories and to read them and to see, you know, how much people truly care about who she is as a person and what she's given to us. So the release date of the book, October 25th, is coming up quickly. And we're very excited because starting today, which this should be September 14th when this episode comes out, we are going to be giving away 13 copies of the book. Woo! <laughs> 13. We're very excited, and basically what we've done is come up with a lot of different activities and ways to enter. They're going to be going on over about the next month and a half, so you should definitely be following us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. That's going to be where we're posting most of the instructions. And all throughout the entire contest period, every day when you go to our website, SwiftCast13.com, there will be a daily bonus entry, so that will be in addition to any of the ways you can enter on our social media. And for the first week, so from today up until September 18th, you have two different activities you can do to win. One is going to be to retweet a graphic that you'll find on our Twitter. And the other is going to be to like our Facebook page and tag a friend in the contest post. So facebook.com slash the Swiftcast, Swiftcast13 on Twitter. You'll find both of those and you can be with a first or second person to win the book before you can buy it. Oh, this is so exciting. I love that people are going to get to just have this thing in their hands that we've been working on for this (laughs) entire 2016. (laughs) 
And we're really excited to spread the book around with 13 Chances to Win. You know, we hope that a lot of you guys will participate in our contest and we can't wait to get the book to you and hear what you think and start to get feedback on this thing that's just been in the works by so many fans for so long. It's really exciting. When you do get the book and you open it up on the left-hand side, you'll see the inside sleeve and it's all the 13 ambassadors and me and our Twitters are all there. So we'd love to see pictures of you guys reading the book or getting the book or what you think about the book. So feel free to tweet at any of us and also at Simon Schuster at Simon Books. Um, we're so excited to start seeing people have this thing in their hands and reading it and <laughs> welcoming it into their lives. And the rest of the ways that you're going to be able to enter are going to be released each week on our episode and we have a lot of really fun activities. We're going to have lip sync contests, um, some essay contests, all sorts of things. So I think that's what's really fun is when you do these kinds of contests that you hear from fans that you don't usually hear from and gives people a chance to really be creative and express themselves. So I'm just as excited to see people's entries as I am to be giving away the book. So a question, Ashley. Are SwiftCast hosts allowed to enter this contest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> One through five will be all of our hosts winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys better watch out, the listeners. No, I don't think so. I think we might have to share with some other people. All right. I thought that'd be a little unfair. I think we might have some copies laying around that we could send to SwiftCast. At oh, Simon there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, for me, especially since this is the first October in a while that we're not sure if Taylor is going to be releasing any music. It's so exciting that at least something will be released honoring Taylor. I know that TS six. What does everyone think? (laughs) (laughs) The suspense is killing us. So Tyler, do you want to remind everyone where they can find you on all of your channels? Yeah. So I am Tyler Conroy. You can find me on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram, tyvid5. T-Y-V-I-D-5. And on Facebook, I do a weekly web series called Tyvid Tuesday, facebook.com slash Tyler Conroy. If you even just Google my name, Tyler Conroy, everything pops up and pictures of me and Taylor Swift pop up too. So it's kind of cool if you want to Google me. That's, that's usually what I tell people. I was like, Google me and, and you'll see my whole life story. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, so weekly weekly videos every Tuesday leading up to October 25th, all about the Swift fan book. Um, so check those out. I'm so excited for this. Thank you so much. And we're so excited for the release. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Ah, thank you guys for having me. This is <laughs> awesome. The book's coming out October 25th. It's happening. <laughs> thanks again, Tyler, for joining us and telling us all about the book. And as we just mentioned, as you're hearing this episode today, our giveaway for 13 copies of the book will be launching on our Twitter at SwiftCast13. So make sure you check that out. And now for the rest of this episode, we wanted to give you our regular weekly segments with some great older tweets of Taylor's, some news and fashion. So this is Ashley, and joining me now is Steph, Adam, and Haley. So let's kick it off with some great older tweets all the way back from 2009 up until now. Our first one is from September 11th, 2009, and Taylor tweeted, Caitlin just learned the valuable lesson that motion sensor sinks are awesome until you want to put your purse down in the sink. Kids. Why did she want to put her purse down in the sink? Yeah, I don't know. That's odd. But I could see that exact scenario playing out when you didn't realize that it's motion censored and then it gets all wet. (laughs) 
Our next one comes from September 13th, 2009. Woke up with a 13 imprint on my chin. Apparently, I slept on my hand, and inevitably, I won't be using a Sharpie to draw a 13 on my hand anymore. That definitely happened to me during the Speak Now tour, and I have not used a Sharpie since. <laughs> well, this was definitely during the Fearless tour. After learning that lesson, I switched to using nail polish. Yeah, didn't Taylor also use nail polish? I think she did. I think she would do nail polish outlined by a Sharpie. Yeah, that's what I thought. I made the mistake of doing a full 13 in Sharpie, like colored in, and that was when it ended up on my face. <laughs> that's definitely a Swifty problem. At least back in the day it was. Our next one comes from September 11th of 2011, and she said, I'm sending out a prayer to anyone who needs one today. And that was the... 10-year anniversary of the September 11th attacks, and today was the 15th anniversary, and she actually tweeted again about it. She tweeted about it a couple times throughout the years. Her tweet today said, Spending today with my family, thinking of those families who lost someone 15 years ago, will always remember. Hashtag never forget 9-11. Yeah, I remember when she was doing the Speak Now tour, and she had a show on September 11th, and so she ended up singing Where Were You When the World Stopped Turning, which is an Alan Jackson song. And that definitely would have been a great moment to see live. And the following year, on September 11th, 2012, Taylor posted The Welcome Wagon, which was an Instagram photo to Meredith sprawled out on the bed. I miss Meredith photos. We don't get them as much anymore. No, we don't. Really, the most recent one was the one of Meredith at the window in Taylor's apartment. I think that will now forever be my favorite Meredith photo, though. Those are great. If you haven't seen them yet, look them up. Meredith is just hanging out in the window, shooting daggers at people, and some fans took some photos of her. The next tweet also included Meredith. It's from September 12th of 2013. Taylor tweeted, Somehow this adds extra pressure to the already stressful task of choosing which shoes to wear to meet and greet. And it's the photo, I think it's kind of iconic, people probably will remember it, of all of Taylor's shoes and Meredith is sitting right behind them. Actually in a row of shoes, a second row of shoes. Just staring at Taylor. Our next tweet comes from September 15th, 2014. Can someone please invent an app that tells me where I can get the food that I smell in the air? Hashtag New York. There really should be an app like that. I think I reference that every single time I visit New York. I think so. <laughs> I know I've been with you and we've discussed it. But it's so true. Everything smells so good. And everything is so good. Our last one comes from September 14th of 2015, and she tweeted, I've got Stand By You by Rachel Plan on repeat today. I highly recommend it. And Rachel eventually released that as a single, which did very well. There's always a lot of great tweets from September. It seems like there's certain months that have the most variety of throwback tweets. Yeah, maybe because Taylor's usually active in September. She's either on tour or she's promoting an album. 
Well, she's definitely gotten more active in the past couple of weeks, and we're going to catch you up on all of that in our new segment. Which, the first item is that last weekend, Taylor attended Blake Lively's private baby shower in New York City. Our next piece of news is interesting, and it's just that this year the VMAs had some issues with their ratings. They actually only had 6.5 million viewers, and... That was a big decline from last year. It was a 34% decline. And I just think it's interesting because I definitely think it has a lot to do with the fact that Taylor was not there. So she's responsible for bringing in several million additional viewers to any award show, it seems like. I definitely think so. Last year was when Taylor presented the award to Kanye West. And she also debuted Wildest Dreams, right? Yeah, that was the launch of that music video. So Taylor was heavily promoted for all the advertisements before the VMAs last year. And I think people like me tuned in specifically to see those events. And this year I didn't watch myself. Yeah, I didn't either. And when you think about it, Just on Twitter alone, Taylor has over 80 million followers. Even if only 10% of those people tune into the award show she watches, that's still 8 million people. Exactly. And it's probably more than that. So it definitely makes sense that they would have lower ratings when she's not there. And I feel like that's why they tried to play up Kanye's nomination for the famous video because they were trying to gain viewers from that drama, even though Taylor had no part in the show. Absolutely. I think so, too. And I also heard something interesting the other day that this year on the CMA Awards, they're doing some sort of special presentation or award for all of the past CMA Entertainers of the Year, which obviously Taylor has won. And so she'll likely be invited to that ceremony and It'll be interesting to see if she comes. I think they will definitely want her to come because, like we said, she increases the ratings. Yeah, and I know that either last year or the year before on an episode after the CMAs, I was talking about how ever since Taylor stopped going, they have started having more and more of these pop country collaborations on the show. Right, and not just with the CMAs, it seems like. There are other award shows, too, like the ACMs and CMT Awards. Just the other day, I was very surprised to hear on country radio a new song between Kenny Chesney and Pink. Did you guys hear that song? Yeah. Oh, I love that song. And I guess Dirk Bentley collaborated with Elle King, who is on pop radio. I think some people classify her as country, but she's definitely on pop radio, too. And Brad Paisley just did a song with Demi Lovato. Yeah. So it's really an interesting time where I guess people are becoming either by choice or by force more accepting of the fact that there's no this is real country sort of anymore. Our next news item is that Taylor attended jury duty on August 29th in Nashville. And that was really interesting to see because a lot of times, you know, you don't know that somebody is at jury duty and then of course there's pictures that surfaced from all the different 
people that were on the same jury duty as her and she recorded a video or two to show those people's kids i remember uh but it's cool to see her in a in a role that you know just the average us citizen does once in a while yeah i thought that was really cool to see taylor just doing her civic duty and going to jury selection i think i remember in the past she was called for jury duty but she was actually on tour and so this was reported in the news about how she couldn't go to jury duty because she was on tour uh, but this time she went so uh, it was pretty neat to see yeah it was really interesting troy v tomlinson actually tweeted that when they asked her occupation during the selection week taylor swift answered i'm a songwriter and then side note he said that he really loved that answer and i think that's a really great answer i love that answer too she didn't say i'm a pop star i'm the biggest star in the world i'm a singer she didn't say i'm taylor swift right yeah there were so many things she could have said but she just kept it simple and i think the reason why people love taylor so much is because she is a songwriter so it's nice that she identifies herself as a songwriter too our next piece of news was really awesome taylor's godson who is her friend jamie king's son leo recently had major heart surgery and taylor made a huge donation to the doctors that worked on him so that they can use that to help other patients yeah and this was interesting because i think this happened a while ago right but nobody actually made it public taylor didn't announce it but then what happened was jamie king received a letter from the hospital and she tweeted about it i don't even think jamie knew about it until she got the letter yeah that was my impression too it's just amazing the things that taylor does behind the scenes i'm sure there are so many charitable acts that taylor has done that we don't even know about well the next piece of news is pretty crazy but on september 1st of 2016 that date actually marked 10 years since Taylor made her debut at the Grand Old Opry. And at her debut, she sang Tim McGraw, of course, which was her first single ever. But it's just hard to believe that was 10 years ago. And there's not a lot of footage from that performance available anywhere. No, I haven't been able to find any videos. I found a few photos, but that was it. If I could go back in time to any performance of Taylor's that I'd missed, that would definitely be up there. Definitely, yeah. Especially because who knows if she'll ever be at the Grand Ole Opry again. Yeah, I remember thinking about that years ago, maybe around the time Red came out, thinking it was pretty unlikely, and now definitely seems less likely. But you never know, because just like the CMAs and ACMs and other award shows have recognized her for her milestones. I know the Opry likes to bring people back too for things like anniversaries and for inviting other people into the Opry and things like that. I really hope that happens someday. It would be impossible to get tickets, but I would try. I feel like they would almost have to make her a surprise just for the amount of madness it would be. True. Very true. But I hope it happens. It seems like these are popping up uh, all over the place now, but a new wax figure of Taylor has been unveiled at Madame Tussauds Museum in China. This one I felt like was one of the closest to lifelike of all the ones that we've seen. 
Yeah, I think the more recent ones have definitely improved. And this one, I think, does look the most lifelike. Though I find it funny, it seems like they almost always update her look around the time when she's about to start something new. Right, and then they have to just update it again. I've never been to one of those. Have any of you guys? We actually all went in New York the week that 1989 was released, and it was not really that cheap to go to, but we went through the whole thing and found out that Taylor's figure was in, was it Florida? It was somewhere else being worked on. Yeah, we were really disappointed. Oh, wow. It was still fun to see all the other figurines there, but really the sole reason why we went was for Taylor. So if you ever do decide to go and you only want to see Taylor, just ask in advance before you pay the money. Good idea. Our next news item is that the Taylor versus Treadmill video, which was her first commercial for Apple Music, has been nominated for a Clio Award. And if you don't know what that is, it's an award show that celebrates creativity in advertising. So it's cool to see her recognized in a new sort of award show. And the ceremony for that takes place on September 28th. So we'll definitely let you guys know if she wins. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. I was looking at some of the other nominees and there are Super Bowl commercials. And this definitely was very creative and very well done. So we'll see what happens. I'm still bummed that we never got any other Apple Music ads after those, what, three? Right. I'm convinced that there still are some, especially the driving one, because we did see her filming in a car months ago. Maybe they're just holding on to them. I could see them releasing them around the holidays or timed with whatever she releases next or something like that. I hope so. Well, our next piece of news is, again, Taylor being her charitable self she donated $5,000 recently to Katie's family, and sadly, Katie was killed in a car accident, and Taylor made this donation. Along with this, she's been FaceTiming with fans and interacting with fans on Instagram, so she's been pretty active in the past few weeks. And our final news item for this week is that this past weekend, Taylor was front row at one of the shows at New York Fashion Week. Uh, it was a show that included Tommy Hilfiger's items, and Gigi Hadid was one of the featured models in it. And in an interview, Gigi was quoted as saying that Taylor is starting to go back to work in the studio again. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that quote sort of went viral and people were very, very excited. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, for me, I kind of just assumed that she's been in the studio, but it's nice to have it confirmed. Exactly. Yeah, I I figured she's been in the studio for months at this point, but who knows? Either way, it sounds like she is now, so that's definitely good news. Well, that was a lot of news to catch you guys up on, but it's always great to see Taylor being so active. And now we're going to move on to some of our mini-segments. We have Swifty Problems and some Album 6 predictions. Our first submission is from Tori Swift 13 with a Swifty Problem. And she said, when you realize Taylor has more than 40 papyrus cards and wishing you were rich. That is a problem because some of the cards are $10 each, which is a lot. They're so gorgeous, though. They are incredible. If you all haven't been to Target yet, definitely go. There's a big display of all the cards. When our vendor was putting them out, I 
was like, I can't wait till you get done. Can I look in the box? And she's like, go ahead. So I was like digging through the box and looking at all the cards. And I was like, oh my God. I don't know if she's ever released this many new ones at a time before. I don't think so. I feel like the American greeting cards came out more in waves and there weren't nearly as many. And when I went to Target, I really had to spend about, I feel like almost a half hour just deliberating and trying to pick only four or five because it would have cost a thousand dollars if I bought them all. <laughs> so how much did the four or five cost? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, they kind of vary. So there were some that were I think five ninety five, and some that were like seven or eight ninety five. So probably around forty dollars for the ones I did get. Okay. But it's worth it. What I like to do with some of them is put them in a frame as like a framed print because the front is so pretty. They really are. They're just such classic cards. I think the papyrus stores also carry some of them though not as many as target and they usually have a buy two get one free deal so that's something to check out too oh that's a good idea so our next mini segment is a ts6 prediction and it comes from the jock bunny on twitter they said taylor will write a song with reference to the olive tree i hope that olive tree died though <laughs> Oh. oh wow <laughs> and if you guys don't remember that was a gift that calvin had given to taylor at her house in la when they were dating it will be interesting we just recently started this new ts predictions hashtag and i'm loving what you guys are submitting our next one is from Vinny on twitter and he wrote as his ts6 prediction that i feel like it's gonna be a pop rock crossover with a darker pop vibe, like 1989, I Knew You Were Trouble. And it will be debuted at F1, which is the Formula One race car series where Taylor will be performing at on October 22nd. And Vinny, I completely agree with you. On many episodes over the past few weeks, I've been saying, that's my prediction. I could be completely wrong, but I think Taylor will have a huge surprise in store for everybody that day. And I like the idea of having a darker pop vibe like I Knew You Were Trouble. That was definitely one of my favorite performances during the 1989 World Tour. I think Vinny is right also, and that's definitely the sound that I've been hoping for. And Ashley, you mentioned that maybe she would collaborate with Lord. Yeah, I think I mentioned that on one of our last episodes, and I really think so, especially since talking about the 1989 I Knew You Were Trouble my first impression of that performance was that the vocals in it sounded like Taylor was sort of channeling Lord's vocal style. Yeah, and that's what 1989 I Knew You Were Trouble reminds me of, too. So I could definitely see that. That would be fantastic. So if you guys have any predictions for anything pertaining to the next album, the sound, the look collaborators, release date, anything that you're guessing or predicting, you can tweet us at SwiftCast13 with the hashtag TS6Predictions, and we'll include them on the next episode. And also, with any Swifty problems you might have, you can tweet us those too. Now we're going to be moving into our fashion segment, and we have quite a few outfits from Taylor's recent outings in Nashville and New York. The first one comes from the jury duty that we talked about earlier on August 29th, and she was wearing an 
L Agency Crossover Front Jumpsuit, which is $480, but looks to be sold out. Our next one comes from when she was out and about in New York on August 31st. She wore the Frenchie denim shirt in blue, and that was $135. She paired that with an S&T Boy in T in navy for $78. She wore Local Supply Freeway 2C sunglasses, and those were $85. And she was wearing Nike Fly Knit Lunar Epic running shoes, and that was $160. And she had Coral Sector leggings in something navy for $154. I really liked those sunglasses that she had with this outfit, and she definitely has been a fan of the mirrored sunglass look lately. Yeah, her sunglasses have been on point recently. I'm loving the variety. I predict that sometime soon in the online store, mirrored sunglasses will be available. I like it. Sounds good to me. Our next outfit is from when she was leaving her apartment in New York on August 31st. She wore the Bishop and Young Gracie romper for $77, which is pretty affordable for a romper and this was the cute like olive green one i liked it and she had the saint laurent sl39 floral tapestry platform sneakers which are sold out her choker was actually very affordable it's the sequin jewelry pave moon talisman choker for only 38 dollars, and it's still available on their website and she had the bandolier Sarah Black leather and gold iPhone case. And this was like basically an iPhone case on a strap that looks like a purse. So pretty affordable outfit overall. Yeah, I thought so too. And I expect that we'll be seeing a lot more chokers in the upcoming months. Another item for the store. Well, on September 6th, Taylor was spotted leaving the gym in New York. And she wore one of my favorite brands, Wild Fox Couture. It's called the Wine Kim Sweater, which is only $100, but unfortunately is sold out. $100 for Wild Fox, I think, is pretty affordable. She was wearing Under Armour Cold Gear printed leggings in black, metallic, and silver, which is only $38, but unfortunately is sold out right now. She wore her Nike Flyknit Lunar Epic running shoes, which are $160. And then going along with the sunglasses theme, she had a pair of Perverse Dollface sunglasses in Vintage, which are $40. And she again carried the Bandolier Sarah Black leather and gold phone case, which, as Ashley mentioned, is $100. Our next one comes from the next day on September 7th, when she was arriving at the gym in New York. She was wearing Aloe Sheila leggings in black, glossy black. $108. Her shoes were Nike Lunar Element sneakers in black and pink, $79. And she had the same phone case, which is the Bandolier Sarah Black Leather and Gold phone case. Our next one comes from later that evening when she was out for dinner with Lily Aldridge. And she was wearing an Aritza Babaton Franz bodysuit in black for $75. A related apparel jade skirt for 105 pounds. She was wearing a Louis Itzy Kelly studded sandals and they are on sale right now for $89.37, normally 148 She was wearing an Adornmond 
Tau Silver Crystal Wrap Choker for 146 and she had an Espinal of London Mini Trunk Clutch in Smooth Deer for $695. This was a great outfit, I thought. It was very classic. I love when she wears a black and white combo. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that kind of a combo. I saw some jokes on Twitter that her little purse that had a lock on it had the new album in it. Just people joking around on Twitter. Honestly, months from now, we could go back to that talking about how it was right. (laughs) It's possible. Then on September 9th, when she was arriving at the gym, she wore her Nike Free TR Focus Flyknit training shoes, which are 130. She had Carrera 5024 sunglasses for $119 in a tortoise print, and she had her same Bandelier, Sarah, black leather, and gold phone case for $100. And finally, as we mentioned, Taylor went to the Tommy Hilfiger runway show for the New York Fashion Week on September 9th, and she was wearing the Tommy Hilfiger Tommy X GG silk blouse, which is $185, and it looked sort of like a marine-like theme to it. And with that, she wore a Tommy Hilfiger velvet marine short, which fit the theme very well of her blouse. And the shorts were $290. And then for her shoes, she wore Stuart Weitzman's all-legs velvet over-the-knee boots, which are $798. And then for jewelry, she had on a Rachel Katz dagger ring, which is $800. Melissa K. Chloe Eternity Band with Diamonds, which is $4,620. And then if you want something a little cheaper, she had a Melinda Maria Katrina Pave ring in gold white, which is $48. And then she had on an Anna Beck Jilly Open Saddle Ring, which was $212. And for earrings, she had on the Dana Rebecca diamond hoops which are $2,640. Crazy the range of prices within one outfit. <laughs> Absolutely. From $48 to $4,600. So what did you guys think about her outfit? For me personally I liked the sort of sailor marine look but I didn't think the shoes really went with the outfit that well. They were the over-the-knee velvet boots. I like the name of the boots, that they're called All Legs. I feel like they were made for Taylor. Yeah, I mean, she definitely looked great in them. I just didn't think it worked that well with the outfit. I think she was trying to do a red, white, and blue ensemble. Oh. For me, the boots looked pink. Were they red? Yeah. I don't know. They look kind of like a maroon red to me. Oh. Okay. And she had her classic red lip, so I feel like that kind of tied it together. I liked her look. It kind of gave me a kind of Sailor Moon kind of vibe. Oh, interesting. I can see that. Yeah, it does almost make her look like a character. Yeah. I think her boots would have worked better if it was in black, though. But I get what she was trying to do to try to match the Tommy Hilfiger color scheme. Yeah, that makes more sense to me now. Maybe the photos I was looking at just had bad lighting or something. They looked to me like fuchsia pink. And I love the jewelry. Very pretty. Yeah, I think Taylor is really the highlight of the show. I mean, maybe if she were on the runway, she would have been 
without a doubt the highlight but she was definitely talked about a lot for attending this and didn't they even announce her attendance at the show earlier in the day they did which i'm sure gathered even a lot more attention than it otherwise was already getting yeah and she even before the show was on snapchat with martha hunt and they were snapping getting ready for the show which i thought was interesting i think maybe in the future we'll see taylor joining snapchat yeah i'm hoping for some more instagram stories soon yeah that would be great too well that was all of our updates for the week and to any of our new listeners tuning in for the first time we hope you enjoyed this episode we normally put out episodes every week where we cover everything from the news to the fashion like you heard today and then other discussions about articles about Taylor that have recently been released or discussions about past albums or milestones or what we think Taylor will be doing coming up next. And we definitely have some really exciting episodes planned in the coming weeks as we give away the book each week too. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah, that book will be here before we know it. And every week we're going to be announcing two or three winners from the previous week. So if you tune into next week's episode, that's when you will hear who were the first two winners of the book, the first two people to win before you can buy it. And just a couple of reminders about where you can find us. We're on iTunes. All of our episodes are there. And you can hit the subscribe button, and it'll download the latest episodes for you automatically. They're always free. So hitting subscribe just gets them automatically delivered to your phone, which is nice. And you should follow us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. That's where we're going to be doing the giveaways, and we also have lots of other updates throughout the week. You can visit us on Tumblr at SwiftCast13. We're on Instagram.com slash TheSwiftCast13. We're at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast. And all of these methods are on our website at SwiftCast13.com, where you can also contact us. And for about the next six weeks, every day, there will be a daily bonus entry that you can get for the book giveaway by going exclusively to our website. So definitely check that out. So any predictions about what Taylor will do in the next week? Wow, we've made so many predictions on this episode, but I haven't really thought about this week. I think that with the old tweets, I'm noticing a theme that Meredith is often in September tweets or Instagram photos. So I think that Taylor will follow that trend and have a photo on Twitter or Instagram or Tumblr or something of Meredith. Speaking of Tumblr, she hasn't been on a while liking. I think she might come back this week. I hope so. And going along with that, I'm going to predict that she gets a little more active on social media and tweets or writes something about the upcoming show in Texas. Maybe something simple like, you know, only a few weeks away or only a month away or something like that because it's it's getting close here it's just a little over a month away yeah i'm curious where and when rehearsals will be taking place because she definitely has to be rehearsing with her band right you would think yeah she generally always rehearses in nashville so maybe we'll see her in nashville soon for the 1989 tour her final rehearsals took place in lancaster pennsylvania but before that she was in nashville so we'll see. Yeah, I was hoping for another rehearsal photo where she's hanging out with sheep. <laughs> that was one of my favorites, the sheep are rude post. Yeah. All right. Well, we can't wait to update you guys on everything next week. And for now, for episode 169, this has been Ashley. Steph. Adam. 
and Haley. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. See Bye. ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.